Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi Strawberry slid right into my taste buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. Welcome to Baldhead Bible Podcast, making the Bible come to life, featuring the expository story preaching of Dr. John Katzian. Baldhead Bible Podcast is committed to keeping our show free to the public. However, as with everything, there are expenses involved, so if you would like to contribute, head on over to patreon.com. That's patreon.com forward slash baldhead Bible. And there you can become a supporting member for as low as $1 a month. While there, please check out some of the bonus material available only to our BHBP supporters. And some of that material includes Bible study guides to help you use the podcast to minister to your children, to minister in a Sunday school class, and to have some quality family devotions. This week's story poses two questions. Whom do you serve? Who do you listen to? Well, Solomon began his reign at the age of 21, and he said, I'm going to follow Yahweh just like my dad David. And then Yahweh came to him and he said, I'll give you anything you want. And Solomon said, I want wisdom. And so God gave him wisdom and Solomon listened to his wise advisors and he listened to the word of the Lord and everything was going great until later on in his reign, he fell in love with the wrong women and his heart was pulled away to worship other gods by Yahweh, demonic beings like Molech and Baal. His heart began to listen to the wrong voices, the wives that he loved, the 700 women that were his wives. He listened to them, and he began to make decisions based on what they told him, and his heart was pulled away from God, from following Yahweh. And then he died, and he was buried. And all Israel mourned Solomon. But then his son took the throne, Rehoboam. And hey, who knows? Things could go great with Rehoboam. He's 41 when he starts. You can be wise at 41, right? But remember, the question is, whom do you follow? And who do you listen to? Well, Rehoboam, he follows Yahweh. He decides, I'm not going to follow these other gods that my dad gets pulled off to. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow Yahweh. Yay, well done, Rehoboam. Good choice. And so the people say, we are going to crown Rehoboam and let's crown him in Shechem. Now, why Shechem and not Jerusalem? That's a good question. Jerusalem's the capital of all Israel. Why not crown him there? Shechem, on the other hand, is a town that's famous throughout all Israel. 
Ever since the time of Jacob, it had been a special place. Jacob was there, and, you know, he is one of the great fathers of Israel. Out of Jacob came the 12 sons of Israel that created the 12 tribes. And later on, when Israel came back into the promised land, they made a covenant and they declared their their loyalty to God right there at Shechem. This is a symbolically important place. And I think Rehoboam sensed there was trouble in the kingdom. He'd heard that his dad had started following other gods. And then he heard about all these other men who had been adversaries that were a thorn in the side of Solomon. And he heard about this Jeroboam who'd run away to Egypt that his dad had tried to kill. And some of the tribes up north were sort of fans of Jeroboam. And David, his grandfather, was from the tribe of Judah and... Some of the other tribes sort of resented them. And there were still those lingering people who were of the tribe of Saul. And they liked Saul. And I think Rehoboam realized, you know what? There's some tensions in this kingdom. I need to come out of Jerusalem. And I need to go to Shechem to show to the whole nation, I am your king. So he travels to Shechem to be coronated king of all Israel. This is great stuff. Well, somebody else shows up for the coronation. And his name is Jeroboam. Now, Jeroboam, if you remember from last time, he was a thorn in the side of Solomon. And remember, he ran away because Solomon was out to kill him because, remember, a prophet, Ahijah, said Jeroboam, I'm going to rip this nation apart. I'm going to give you ten. And he's going to keep two. And I will make your name great. And you'll be able to rule as long as you want. And I'll give your sons rulership for as long as they want. If you follow me. Remember the two questions. Whom do you follow? And who do you listen to? Well, Yahweh's saying to Jeroboam, Hey, if you follow me, I'll make your name great. Well, Jeroboam fled right to Egypt and hung out with Shishak, the pharaoh of Egypt. Well, when he hears Solomon has died, he comes back and he represents those ten tribes that are upset at Solomon and his reign and what he had done. And Rehoboam, he bumps into the hated the feared, the dangerous Jeroboam. But Jeroboam shows up in peace. This prophet Ahijah said, you will reign over these ten tribes. You'll be their king. And he knows this. I think Jeroboam shows up thinking, I'm still willing to work. I don't know exactly how I'm going to rule over these ten tribes. Maybe we could be co-rulers. I don't know. But he keeps it to himself. And instead he comes to Rehoboam and he says, Listen, I've got a proposition for you. Your father Solomon, he taxed us too much. And he made our workload Burdensome. It was a yoke that was too heavy to bear. 
if you'll lighten our taxes, and if you will lighten our workload, then we will serve you. See, at some point, Solomon had taken some of the members from the other ten tribes and used them to build maybe his construction there in Jerusalem or fortify other cities. Well, I guess Solomon in his later years worked him to death and expected too much. And then on top of that, he demanded tax after tax after tax after tax. And the ten northern tribes are like, this is too much. Jeroboam, you got to do something. So Jeroboam, representing the ten northern tribes, says, listen, you got to stop this. Lower our taxes, reduce our workload. And Rehoboam, his answer is, okay, let me think about it for three days, and I'll get back with you. So Rehoboam goes off. And he thinks. Now remember, I said, whom do you follow? And then the second question is, who do you listen to? Well, Rehoboam calls in his father's wise counselors. These were all old men. They were wise, but old. And he brings them in. And, and they've, they've been around the block a lot. They, they've, they've lived long lives. They've seen good times and bad times with Israel. And they went through stuff with Solomon. And Rehoboam asks him, what should I do? And the older men say, Rehoboam, listen to them. Reduce their workload. Lower their taxes. Give them a break. I think your dad did put a yoke on them that was too heavy. You, you got to give them a break. Well, Rehoboam says, all right, I'll think about that. So he lets them go. And then he brings in another group. And in walks the other group. And they come in with a party going on. And they are all young men. I can imagine one skateboards in. One's got his ear pods in. And, you know, he's listening to the latest music. And he takes it off. And, you know, another one's high-fiving, playing a video game. I mean, these are younger men. This is Rehoboam's generation. This is his men. These are the people that he skateboarded with. These are the people that he had fun with. These are the people who he had parties with long into the night. And when they come in, they high five and it's a party. Woo! This is his posse. Well, they come in. And Rehoboam asks him the same question. Hey, should I lighten the workload? And his friends look at each other. Dude, no way. You've got to come at it a completely different way. You've got to come in tougher. you got to show them who's boss. In fact, Steve, one of his best friends, raises his hand. And he says, dude, I have got the greatest line for you ever. I got it from a movie the other day. Listen, this is the best line. When they complain about their workload, you've got to say, my finger is thicker than my dad's waist. Yeah, woo, and they high five. Yeah, and the others are like, what in the world are you saying? This was something that they said back then. You thought my dad was tough? 
I'm tougher. In fact, look at my little finger. See my little finger? It is thicker and tougher than my dad's waist. In fact, in fact, this little finger is tougher and thicker and bigger than one of my dad's own thighs or legs or arms. I'm tough. I'm way tougher than my dad ever was. You go in there, says Steve, say that, and then drop the mic. And man, you're going to have them in the palm of your hand. They're going to be so afraid of you. They're going to work harder. Woo, you got to be tough. This is the beginning of your reign. So Rehoboam thinks, all right, what should I do? I'm going with my friends. Yeah, I'm going with them. That makes perfect sense, right? Whom do you listen to? Well, Rehoboam goes in and he invites Jeroboam back. And he brings him in and he says, Listen, my little finger is thicker than my father's thighs. I'm meaner. I'm tougher. I'm going to increase your workload. I'm going to take that yoke and make it even heavier. And then he says, I'm not just going to whip you. I'm going to punish you with scorpions. What? That's what it says. Scorpions? I mean, what's he going to do when somebody messes up? He's going to put scorpions on their back or throw them into a pit full of scorpions? No, what it seems like is this word scorpions implies a meaner, worse whip. Solomon was whipping his people. He should not have done that. Well, basically, Rehoboam says, I'm going to whip you with that Scorpion 2.0. It's got metal in it. It's got glass in it. It is a meaner, terrible whip. And I'm going to do that to your people's backs. Woo! Yeah, I'm meaner. I'm tougher. I'm going to increase their workload and whip them when they mess up even worse than you can imagine. Whom do you follow? Who do you listen to? Rehoboam, you should have listened to your father's counselors. But they were old, and they smelled like old people, and they were slow like old people, and they weren't cool like his generation. Yeah, and they weren't up on the latest work methods, and they didn't understand the modern thought. Can I say in today's world, we do not treat old people with respect? If you're young, you're cool. If you're part of my generation, I'll listen to you. And maybe if you're old, you know what? you got to start listening to the younger generation too. You can't just listen to one group. It says in the Bible, in a multitude of counselors, there is safety. Get a lot of people. Whenever you have to make a big decision, talk to lots of people. Seek the Lord's face. Read scripture. But talk to old and young, not just your friends and one thing to make sure is this. Are you listening to friends who love Jesus? Are you listening to friends who are morally grounded at least? Or are your friends out partying and, and living reprobate lives? No, don't listen to their wisdom. Be wise. Rehoboam wasn't. And he listened to his friends who gave him the worst advice possible. Well, the next day, Adoram shows up. And Adoram is Rehoboam's 
officer of construction. He's in charge of running all the servants who are going to be building stuff. And as he's walking along, he sees nobody's working. And he's thinking, hey, nobody's working. And he's probably holding in his hand the new scorpion whip that he's got. And he's thinking, nobody is working. What is this? And, you know, he's about to yell out something when all of a sudden, bonk. Feels a rock hit his head and he turns around and somebody threw a rock at him. And as he turns around there and he's about to raise his whip to whip him, bonk, he gets hit in the back by another rock. And he turns around and there's somebody else with a rock. And then he notices that he's slowly being circled with these workers all holding rocks. And they started to throw a rock, bonk, oh man, that one really hurt. That hit his head and bonk, bonk. And then all of a sudden... He's deluged with rocks and stones, and it says that the people stoned him to death. And when they did that, when they rebelled against Rehoboam, the split happened, and it says that Rehoboam then took off to Jerusalem. He had to get out of town. He had to get out of wherever they were starting construction, and he gets back to Jerusalem well, the nation is now split between the ten northern tribes who follow their first king, Jeroboam, and the tribe of Judah with the biggest population and the little tribe of Benjamin all under the leadership of Rehoboam. From now on, they're known as the southern kingdom or Judah. And then you have the northern kingdom or Israel, and that's how they split. One led by Jeroboam. And one led by Rehoboam. Well, Rehoboam can't let this happen, so he gathers 180,000 members of Judah, and he's going to go into battle against Jeroboam, and he's going to take it back. This is civil war. And he assembles his men there in Jerusalem, and he's starting to, to, to make out his battle plans when Shemaiah, a man of God, comes to Rehoboam and says this, Stop. Do not go into battle against your brothers and sisters. Do not fight your own family. Why? Because this split is from the Lord. Yahweh has spoken to me and he says this is from him. This is to punish Solomon for pursuing other gods. This is from me. This comes from me. Do not pursue civil war. Well, Rehoboam, to his credit, listens. And he stops civil war, but now we have a split nation. And Rehoboam listens to the wrong people, but he continues to follow Yahweh. He could have followed the other gods that Solomon, his dad, started to worship, but he continues to follow Yahweh. And remember the two questions I said is, whom do you follow and who do you listen to? Well, Jeroboam notices that people were still streaming south to go to the tabernacle to worship. And he thinks to himself, man, if, if I allow my people to go to Jerusalem to worship, 
what would happen if Rehoboam starts handing out pamphlets as they go in to the tabernacle, pamphlets praising him and tearing down Jeroboam? And what if they start listening to the propaganda? And what if these people's hearts are slowly turned day after day as they go to Jerusalem to worship? I can't have that happen. Because it says in Second Chronicles chapter 12, which is a parallel passage, that people who still wanted to follow Yahweh would go to Jerusalem. And Jeroboam saying, I can't have that happen. So Jeroboam started his own religion. Like I said, whom do you follow? Well, Jeroboam started to follow another god that was not Yahweh. Jeroboam creates these golden calves. It doesn't say how large they are, but they were probably beautiful-looking golden cows or bulls. And he puts one in Bethel, and he puts one all the way in the most northernest city called Dan, and he puts a golden calf up there. And then he starts to create his own priesthood. Well, under the old system, if you truly want to follow Yahweh, you had to be from the tribe of Levi, the Levitical priesthood. Well, not with Jeroboam. He says, we're going to now worship God in our own way. Jeroboam was probably still worshiping Yahweh. He said, hey, we're going to worship Yahweh, but you don't have to go to Jerusalem anymore. No, no, come to Bethel and worship at this golden calf or go to Dan and worship at that golden calf. And we've got a whole new set of priests here. We're going to do our own thing. And then it said he began to set up high places where you could worship Yahweh there if you wanted to. And yeah, we're going to worship Yahweh in our own way, in the way we want. And then on top of that, we're going to create our own feast. It says that Jeroboam created his own feast. If you were a true Jew, you needed to go once a year on the Day of Atonement to atone for your sins. That was a great feast. And other feasts throughout the year were mandated by God. But Jeroboam says, nope, I'm going to do my own thing. We're going to worship God in our own way. Now think about this. Jeroboam says, I'm going to worship Yahweh probably, but I'm going to First of all, create a golden calf to worship Yahweh. Now, how smart is that? If you know your Jewish history, Moses went up the mountain, got the Ten Commandments. He got the law. He was up there a long time. And while the people waited, they started to get afraid. So what did they do? They built a golden calf and they started to worship another god, probably a god that they had met back in Egypt, and they worshipped him, and this golden calf was an apostasy. It was bad. It was a horrible moment in Jewish history when they left following Yahweh, and they disobeyed Moses. I mean, this was a horrible thing, and Jeroboam is going to worship Yahweh with a golden calf, the very animal that was done all the way back in Exodus. Jeroboam didn't know his history, I don't think. And then on top of that, the Old Testament in the law lays out exactly, this is how I am to be worshipped, Yahweh says. I have commands, I have laws, there are certain feasts you are to keep, I lay it out specifically how you are to worship me. How can you be saying, I will follow Yahweh if you break all his commands? I'll just do what I want to do. 
Because I'm making up my own religion. Yeah, yeah, I'm following this God named Yahweh, but I'm not following him at all how he commanded. Jeroboam wasn't following Yahweh. He was following himself. And in fact, it says in 2 Chronicles chapter 12 that he set up these, these things to celebrate Yahweh, but in 2 Chronicles, they call them goat idols. Goat idols, which basically means... These were demonic things. These were celebrating the demon of the goat. Anybody but Yahweh. And so I think Jeroboam began to mix in some Canaanite practices with some Hebrew practices and worshiping Yahweh. And it was this big mishmash of nothing. And it was corrupt and it was perverse and worshiped another god, not Yahweh. It says in Second Chronicles 12 that those who still wanted to seek Yahweh, they made their way south. They made their way to Jerusalem. And I just want to say that, you know, in our culture today, we have people who say they worship Jesus. But they don't follow what the Bible says. They don't live a life that actually follows what God commands. They pick and choose what they want and they sort of make their own religion and they say, yeah, I am a Christian and I'm following Jesus, but I'm not following what it says in his word and how to live. Well, hey, I don't have to. The Bible's old and it's culturally out of date. I'm going to take what I want with Jesus and culturally make it my own thing. Jeroboam did. And 2 Chronicles says he's following goat idols. He's not following Yahweh. And he led his people into a corrupt worship of another god. So here we have a split. Rehoboam leads southern Israel, or Judah. He's following Yahweh, but man... He's making dumb decision after dumb decision. And then we have Jeroboam, who's not listening to the right people, and he's not even following Yahweh. These were supposed to be God's chosen people. This was God's chosen nation that's now split from each other in the midst of potentially an actual civil war. What's going to happen? Well, if you come back next time, we will find out. But I just want to encourage you with those two ideas. Whom do you serve and who do you listen to? Who do you follow in terms of gods? And who do you listen to in terms of your friends? I just want to encourage you, follow Jesus. He is Almighty God. He is the only God. He is the only true God. There is no other God like him. All the rest are false idols that will lead you to destruction. And then secondly, who do you listen to? Pick wise counsel. Pick people who are older, who've listened, been around the block a little more. And particularly pick people who follow Jesus. Listen to them. Who do you follow? Who do you listen to? important questions and I hope
hope you answer them correctly. Thank you for listening to Bald Head Bible Podcast. If you have any questions or comments, we would love to hear from you. You can comment on our Facebook page or email us at baldheadbible at gmail.com. If you would like to support this podcast, please check out our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash baldheadbible. Baldhead Bible Podcast, making the Bible come to life. New episodes added every week.